It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. How are you? Thanks for being here. Hope you've had a great day. The Nate Brown Show is back on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. You know, we're not going to talk about the Jersey Shore and all that stuff. We'll have fun. We'll have fun. But we're going to get into sports. We're going to get into thought-provoking sports talk, a question of the day or two, and some great guests across the board. I love the guest lineup today. So let's get going. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center online at bhosc.com. Remember Black Hills Ortho, better access, more options. They've been here since 1976, the expert team when it comes to keeping you in the game. Don't let an injury slow you down. From the weekend warrior to the elite athlete, the team keeping you in the game, specializing in what moves you, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center with urgent care as well, bhosc.com. Start there. The Nate Brown Show starting here on Fox Sports Rapid City this Wednesday. I said I love the guest lineup. Something for everybody today. We're not going to repeat stuff and and record guests and play them back, so I'm going to have some new content as we do every time out. You won't be able to catch all of it. I get it. So remember the Nate Brown Show podcast. You can hit us there. Listen to every guest, every segment as you want to. But let's look at it. Live coming up from the Twin Cities, Ben Lieber is going to join us. Of course, South Dakota native. And he played for the Vikings, had a great career, started out Kansas State, right? So Ben Lieber, former Vikings linebacker, straight ahead talking NFL and Vikings. We'll get into it. Ben Lieber coming up. Also going to have on Dan Swartos tonight, executive director of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. A lot of things going on. Softball entering the state tournament for the first time, sanctioned. You got state track this weekend. We're going to get into a lot of this stuff. Where is high school baseball on this front being sanctioned? Where is that at? Is there any update on it? So we'll get a rundown on high school prep sports. Dan Sortos from Pier coming up. Barry Trammell's on the way. We've had Barry on before. If you missed him, hit and miss. He's a columnist for the Oklahoman. And Barry's in the national news today. And I said, I'm going to reach out to Barry. We've had him on before. Barry Trammell has a source in the Big 12. And that source tells him Colorado is going to be joining the Big 12 soon. That's that's a source story. And Barry just released that today. We're going to get him on tonight. Oklahoman columnist uh, straight ahead. Also, Lincoln Keenholz is going to join us live tonight. Lincoln Keenholz, the uh, peer quarterback, set all these records, right? State champion multi, uh, multiple years. Now he's going to Ohio State, his first interview in Rapid City coming up. I just want to talk to him about his illustrious high school career, a multi-sport athlete, unbelievable talent, right? And now a Big Ten recruit gets uh, – he's going to go to Washington, then he flips, and he's going to – Ohio State. Lincoln Keene holds live straight ahead. And let's talk to Craig Maddock as well. SDPB Sports live from Sioux Falls. East River meets West River. Always fun. And Craig's on tonight. So we're packed on a Wednesday. Ben Lieber, Lincoln Keenholz, uh, something in between. I hope you'll enjoy. Questions of the day coming up. 
Let's get you on tonight, 720-1067. If you don't know the number, that's it. That's our studio line for you, 720-1067. And the Barron's Wilson text line, open and ready. Direct text the show, 720-1067. Okay, a couple of things I'm going to start with today, and, and it's on the college side. So one of the, uh, the opening I want to have today is something that I heard yesterday. So this is a story I heard. This is a real story. This isn't, I heard this, and he heard this, and he heard this. This is a real story of college athletics, of the recruiting situation, okay? And I think it gives us a big picture, uh, at least a viewpoint of, okay, how does this all go down? How does this recruiting landscape look? How does this work in today's college game? With name, image, and likeness, with the transfer portal, the whole thing. So I've got a real-world uh, story, and this is very uh, valid for you know some of the stuff we hear, some of the stuff you think about. You wonder, what goes through a kid's head going to this school or that school or transferring from this school or that school? So there is a D1 recruit, a D1 Power 5 recruit in a neighboring state. Okay, so I'm not going to get into the specifics, but this is the story. In a neighboring state, and this player is being recruited by a lot of schools, group of five uh, specifically. So if you know the college landscape, you know group of five, the Mountain West and some of these conferences. Then you got the power five, the big guys. And so this, this kid can play at a power five level, I, we think, but here's the story. A lot of group of five schools say, we want you to come and play. This is a real recruit, D1 recruit from a neighboring state, okay? Not from our state, a neighboring state. So I'll let your mind wander there. This uh, recruit has some offers at the group of five level, but he's going to try the power five level. So he's going to try the power five level. And it reminds me of my brother's story a little bit. My brother's story was I'm getting recruits, uh, I'm getting recruited by FCS schools. So it was at a lower level, FCS schools, and he had some offers there. And he said, I'm actually going to go the other route. I'm going to go Wyoming. He walked on there and started three years when it's all said and done. But it was a risk, right? You had to get in, take the risk. I'm going to go big. I could have went FCS, probably done well. There's some great programs in Montana. He was recruited by the Grizzlies of Montana, Montana State. But he said, no, I'm going to go FBS. At the time was Division 1A, if you remember how it all played out. And then he started at Wyoming three years at linebacker. The rest is history. Sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. In the picture of this scenario now, I'm told this story. This kid's not going to go group of five. He's going to go power five. And here's the point of the story. The risk, I guess, is there, but it's not as risky as it was years ago. Let's, uh, For example, when my brother did that, he decided, I'm going to go Wyoming. I'm going to take a shot. Now, if things didn't work out, could he have transferred? He could have, but that wasn't first on his mind. And here's the story I, I was told. If this kid doesn't quite make it to the Power Five, or does not, I should say, does not play quickly at the Power Five. This is a real recruit that's looking at, okay, group of five offers, Power Five offers. 
Um, I'm going to go power five, but I better play quickly at the power five is his mentality. I think that's probably the mentality for quite a few kids, frankly, in the uh, recruiting scene. I think a lot of these guys think, I'm going to play right away. I'm, I'm good enough. I could go anywhere. At least that's what it looks like. So I need to play right away. And here's the kicker. If this kid goes power five, which is, looks like that's what he's going to do, doesn't play soon, then he's just going to transfer. And so that's the background. That's the story. That's the uh, kicker of this whole point of what's happened with college sports in the transfer portal era. And you could say, well, that's not a problem. That's not, that's not a big deal. Your brother didn't have that opportunity as easy as it was, okay? It wasn't as easy back then, but, you know, he could have went to the compliance office, filled out some paperwork, and tried to get a release from his scholarship. It was not that long ago that you had a hard time getting a release of your scholarship from that coach and that program. There's some real stories that I could share with you when I worked here in town at the School of Mines. It was a high-profile story of a kid who had a hard time getting his release of a scholarship from another university to come to the School of Mines. This is a very difficult scenario. Now in the world of college sports, for example, this D1 recruit is going to go power five saying, well, if I don't play right away or, or don't make an impact here, don't get on the, uh, in the games, I'm just going to transfer. And that's the ease of which I think kids, I think, and maybe their families are making this decision. Sometimes easy is not always best. I think sometimes we think the transfer portal today, so much freedom, so good for everybody. And that's my point when I say sometimes I pull it back a little bit, step, you know, pump the brakes just a touch. Is the easiness of the transfer portal the best thing? Because it's big decision what school you're going to go to out of high school. What are you looking at? Um, well, I've got to play right away. And if I don't, I'm out. Because it's really easy to do that. A very interesting story that was shared with me. It'll be interesting to watch how this plays out. And I got to thinking about that over the last 24 hours. And I said, you know, I wonder, I just wonder with the uh, invention of the transfer portal. Yeah, I say that. They came up with the transfer portal to make it very easy for players to go here, to go there. They don't have to uh, you know, even tell their coach, essentially. They don't have to if they don't want to. No meetings, no discussion. I got to thinking, has social media absolutely created the transfer portal? This is probably a pretty loaded question, but I got to thinking about that with kids and their ability to communicate, hype themselves up. I'm entering the transfer portal, and then all the schools come and get them. This kid from Black Hill State, Joel Scott, this basketball player, he stayed at Black Hill State over the years. People were trying to get him the last couple of years. He stayed there, D2. Then he decided, okay, I'm going to graduate. Now I'm a grad transfer. He told me on the show he was contacted by so many schools it would make your head spin through social media. Hey, he's available. We're in on this thing. 
And I got to thinking, would the transfer portal in the current state of college sports, as it is now, transferring every which way, I'm in the portal, thousands of kids, would that exist without social media? I really wonder. The cat's out of the bag, right? Social media is going to end our world. But no, <laughs> I hate to be a Debbie Downer. Um, and it's really impacted the sports world. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. You know, Nate, it's a crazy world. You got that right. Now, when you, when you hear a USA national or an AAU national, <clears throat> you think that's a national tournament. You know, every state's got about five of them. Yeah, you are right. Yes. And that's a misconception. Uh, yes. And, you know, I'm going to, uh, on two things, uh, you're going to talk to the kid from Pierre. There's yep. your next Joe Burrow. I'll guarantee you <clears throat> that's the next Joe Burrow. What do you mean? He's Transferring? Using, oh, he's Ohio State. Who wouldn't take him? They didn't take Joe Burrow. They got rid of him. He went to LSU, and what did he do? Yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're doing now. It's like, "Mm, I can showcase for a year. I don't like it. I'm out of here. Yeah, that's interesting. It is. It really is. Now, will it work out for him there? It might. I don't know. Uh, We'll see. I'm not not saying he's not going to work out there, but. You know, I watch But Ohio if it doesn't State work out there, you're saying if it doesn't work out there, he's still got it made in the shade somewhere. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Why do you think that kid from Omaha, Bellevue West, went to uh, Nebraska after Dylan? Bush? Right, right, right. All right. He wasn't going to waste his time in Nebraska. He would have spent a year or two at Nebraska or at Washington like Scott Frost did. Actually, if you go back to Scott Frost, she started that. Went and played at Stanford for two years. Yes, yes. Under Bill Walsh. It wasn't as easy to transfer, but he got it done. Yeah. He got it done, and nobody liked him for it. But that's all right. But, you know, high school baseball, I'm watching it, and where are they going to go with it? I don't know, man. The kids can't play Legion ball. Yeah. They're going to have to play club ball. I'm going to get into that here coming up. I'm going to get into that. Hey, we had a kid named Jeff Street. Never played any Legion ball. This is back in the 70s. He was the second-round draft choice out of the Lions, or Tigers. Really? Wow. He got killed in a car accident. But he played CYO baseball in the summer. That's the Catholic youth. Okay. But he played for Holy Name High School. He's a top pitcher. But he did not play Legion ball. And the other caller from my area... That was back in his time. They're a little younger than me. I'll tell you, Legion's Legion's still big up here. You know that, Steve. It's still big up here, but it has dwindled in many parts of the uh, country. It's dwindling down in Omaha, too. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for getting in. We're off and running on a Wednesday. This is a a deep question. (laughs) A deep question. Honestly. Honestly. Um. I just think about how this world has changed in the college landscape. That's one instance. Okay, Our world itself has changed, right? I mean, they got a presidential candidate who's announcing his candidacy on social media today, right? So this whole thing has changed the game. I can't be the old guy that 
tries to wish that it wasn't this way. I just got to thinking when I hear stories like this, so easy to go someplace if it doesn't, you know, well, I shouldn't say if it doesn't work out. If it's not what you think or not what you'd like or I didn't get to play right away, I'm out. And I wonder if there should be more to the picture there. For some kids, maybe there is. But I know uh, this day and age, you go to some place, I expect to play. I expect to be the guy. When I'm not, I'm going to transfer. And you can hang it over people's heads. And then the social media aspect of this has given the athlete a lot of power. That's my point today as I start the show. The social media interaction and all of the pressure from the public and the fans it's given everybody, Tom, Dick, and Harry, a massive voice to be upset about this, upset at the program over this, upset at the coaches over this, and you're going to let this guy transfer? I mean, this thing is off another level. And so I got to thinking, would we have the transfer portal, even in college sports right now, would we have it if we didn't have social media? There's probably a lot of things we wouldn't have in our lives if we didn't have social media but I'm honestly I honestly that's my question of the day um 7201067 would the transfer portal players in thousands of them hey I'm an announce I'm decommitting from here I'm com- I, I'm I'm in the portal it, I mean I see announcements like every day honestly as I prepare for shows even in the uh, middle of May I see announcements all the time and I'm not saying that's why But I am telling you, I believe it was athlete-driven and pressure from the masses that allowed the NCAA to say, maybe we should give the players, kind of just let them do what they want. Maybe we should do that. I believe it's a factor. Um, Let's see here. What do you say? Do you believe the NCAA transfer portal would even exist if we didn't have social media? That's my question of the day. Thanks for calling. your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you say? Well, I guess the other issue that I wonder is how much, much did the name, image, and likeness get into this transfer portal thing? Yeah, that's, what, in it, know, that, that's a factor, too. It is. I mean, you know, I, I think, um, obviously, for the top athletes, the Name, image, and likeness is more important, possibly. Than, I mean, I, I, I'm sure some of these athletes went to a, a school that maybe they wouldn't have had the, they now have the most NIL money. You know, they might have ended up in another school. But, but here's the factor. So they can say this. Well, I want to play. That's one thing. Oh, like, like this story. I know this uh, story from yesterday. They told me if this kid doesn't get to play, He's just going to transfer. That, that's, that's the background from, from his decision-making. But now it's, well, if I don't get the most money and if I don't get to play, I mean, for the big dogs, then they transfer too. Uh, I just heard Ryan Colton at Creighton, and he was going to test the NBA draft, but he just got offered $1.7 million to uh, return to Creighton and play, and I'm surprised. <laughs> He's going back to Creighton. Um, he's also getting married. Currently, someone on the women's basketball team at Creighton. I didn't see that They're report. Getting, he's going to get big dollars. The big man at Creighton. One point seven million. Yep. Yeah. And um, actually, 
Um, everybody's coming back except Kaluma. He's trying. He's going to go NBA. I think. I imagine he'll come back if no one drafts him or if he gets drafted really, really low. But Shireman, all those other guys, uh, Trey Alexander. I think he would might test the draft too. But Swansea's so not when they're losing that. You know, that's elite something. Eight team is, is that's something. But I think Colbert uh, realizes that he he's got to put on about fifty pounds at least. And uh, put put on some strength before he'll he'll be playing NBA. And I think he realizes that uh, he he can make he ain't gonna make one point seven million in the D league. No, <laughs> I, I, I got you on that. No, that that money too is a major factor in this transfer. It is. I mean, so now we just yeah. throw it all in one category: social media attention, pressure, money. Um, the portal came to, into existence, I believe, not because the NCAA just wanted to be nice. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, like Gary Sharp said the other night, he had a that kid from Missouri, and that uh, obviously he came to Nebraska because uh, Rayola decided to go with uh, with Georgia. So that was a case. I don't think of uh, of NIL money. It was uh, he had saw an opportunity, obviously, that sure. from Georgia Tech. Sims is going to be the number one guy, but you know, barring injury or something, he could. Because he got a shot to step in. Thanks. You know. Thanks for getting in, man. I appreciate it. I want to say real quick. Okay. My friend Steve talked about Jeff Even Street, and I, I was his catcher at college at Nebraska Kearney until wow. he lost his life in the, lost his life in the crash, and he was a what a personal friend of the family. What a story. Well, so. What a story. Oh. Thanks for getting that in. <laughs> I appreciate right. that. Um, Oh, that's interesting. Some Omaha connection for you on the Nate Brown Show. Um, let's see what people say on this. Did social media help create the transfer portal in college sports? I'm not Mr. Conspiracy Theorist. I don't have my uh, tinfoil hat on. I, I, I don't. I believe social media has created a lot of things in this country in the last 10 years. I mean, I really believe that. And, and college sports, driven by a lot of this pressure, a lot of this, hey, we got to get the best. We got to get this athlete. Who's out there? Man, these guys are putting videos on social media. They're, they're looking for NIL money on top of it now. I believe when it was the old system and, and it wasn't as, um, you know, you did not have as much freedom. You needed more freedom. Now there's a there's all freedom to, to go every which way and get paid this and and. Um, do all sorts of things. I can transfer three or four times based on, well, this and that and this exception and, and all sorts of stuff. Back in the day, you used to have to go in, talk to compliance, meet with your coach, talk it through. What do you think? What's the future look like? Where are you going to be at in two years, three years? They actually had discussions. Okay, I'm going to release you from your scholarship. It wasn't a good fit. This, this, this. Now it's coaches are checking the transfer portal to make sure they're not losing players that haven't come to talk to him. I was told that by a D1 coach. That was five years ago. That D1 coach told me they checked the transfer portal when they came to practice, make sure everybody's good. (laughs) Honestly, honestly. Um, Do you believe the transfer portal would exist without the invention of social media? The deep question on the Nate Brown Show. And uh, by the way, everybody answering it, 74% say... The transfer portal would not exist without uh, social media. 74% say it was athlete and social media driven. The pressure, the attention, 
to tell the NCAA, we have the power. The athletes, 74% of you say the athletes drove that on social media. 26% say the NCAA probably would have been open to change. Listener text here. Nate, did you just suggest the NCAA was open for change? Okay. <laughs> um, well, I didn't suggest that, but I'm just wondering what you think. Listener text, social media created the ability of free movement for the kids. That's a good thing. Schools are making a dollar off their talents. So if a kid can make a buck, it's just a byproduct now. We move around for better paying jobs. So what's the difference if athletes do the same thing? See, and it's interesting because I've always had that discussion there. And I always treat team sports differently than the real world, so to speak. And I always want to meet in the middle. I don't want to bar kids from getting released from scholarships. That's a mess. I lived that. I saw an athlete here in town couldn't get released from a scholarship at another university to try and play here. And it was, a, it was ridiculous. You can't have it like that. You couldn't have uh, keep it like that. But I do not love the free-for-all. Now I don't have to have any discussion, any thought on, okay, what about this scenario? Any, any limits on anything? And I, I can't have that either. It's interesting because now we have a world. Guys are making decisions to go to universities in a neighboring state. I'm going to go to this place, Power 5. Kind of taking a risk, I guess, but if I don't get to play soon, I'm just going to transfer. Is that what we want from our college choices? I guess it's up to every person what they really want, I guess. Ben Lieber's on as we start next. Former Vikings linebacker on the way. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Looking for a used truck? We've got them at Denny Meadow Rushmore Honda. Choose from late model local trades. Fords, GMCs, Rams, Toyotas, Nissans, Chevys, and more. Half tons, three-quarter tons, and heavy-duty trucks. Plus, we have the area's best selection of pre-owned Honda and Honda certified pre-owned trucks and SUVs. Keep your cash for summer fun and buy with no money down. And make no payments for 90 days. The used trucks you want are here at Denny Meadow Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. 
great news. I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on our home and auto insurance. You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us. Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen is in now. Contact me, State Farm Agent Scott Carlson, to create your personal price plan today. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in. We're off and running on a Wednesday out of the gate on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. 1067 FM, 1150 AM. Stream us on your phone, desktop, tablet, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Live stream there. Lincoln Keenholz coming up. Pure All-State quarterback. Going to Ohio State. His first interview out in Rapid City tonight. I want to talk about his great career in high school right at Pierre. Winning all those state championships, and now he gets the call at Ohio State. Lincoln Keenholz on the way. Ben Lieber's in tonight, another South Dakota high school player. How about Ben Lieber? Went had a great career, Kansas State. Chargers, Vikings. Now he's part of the Vikings broadcast team. Find him on Twitter at Nacho Lieber. Twin Cities Live. Ben Lieber back on the Nate Brown Show. Ben, good to have you on. Thanks for the time. How are you? Uh, Nate, I'm doing great, man. I, you know, after hearing about that, uh, that, that offer of the kid going to Ohio State, I was like, you know, I could say something snarky about Ohio State just to prop up K-State, but, you know, that's like one of the few universities. I'm like, well, I got nothing, man. Like, uh, I'm with you I, on that. I've got something for you, though, uh, Ben. Uh, this kid from Harrisburg, okay, Jacob Knuth, he's a quarterback. He went to Minnesota. He just transferred today. To K State, he announced it. K State, did he really? Yes, yes. Okay, so I okay, so I have a mutual friend that like knows him and all this other stuff, and and she reached out and was like, hey, he's going to Minnesota, and you know, just trying to get some some information on. Town, and then I saw the news that he was going to transfer. Um, and I obviously didn't know that he was going to go to K-State until right now. Okay, I broke the news for you. Yeah, Jacob Knuth, uh, Knuth Harrisburg quarterback, going to go from Minnesota to K-State. By the way, one more on K-State, Ben, and then we'll get into the NFL. What about the extension here? Big contract for Chris Kleiman. What do you think of the coach uh, coaching job he's done? Oh, my gosh, dude. It's been, it's been incredible. I mean, we... We couldn't have, uh, as an alumni base, we could not be more proud of the way that he's carried the torch for what Bill Snyder has built. And he's the perfect guy for it. Um, he gets it. He gets what K-State is. Um, he not only is an outstanding coach and recruiter, but I think he understands the traditions that have been been laid down there. And it's like he's he's willing to you know carry that whole thing forward and, and build off of that. And that's you know, unfortunately, that's the one thing that Ron Prince, I think, when he was there to replace Snyder the first time, I think everybody feels like they can do things their own way. But I think there are certain places like Manhattan, Kansas, that, no, you know what? Bill Snyder kind of found, he found the recipe. So don't, 
don't try to turn this into something that it's it probably can't be. And um, you know, Ron Prince tried, failed. Snyder comes back, brings it back, and then uh, hands it off to Climate, and he's done a fantastic job. Uh, I see this story. I'm going to have the writer on later. Um, Big 12 and what that looks like. Colorado might be interested in making a jump there is what the, the reporter's saying today. What do you think about the Big 12 changing here? Colorado getting back in. Would you like that? Yeah, I'd like that. I mean, I didn't think it ever made sense for them to jump to the Pac-12 in the first place. I think you know, geographically, it's like they're kind of on the fringe of are they are they out west? Are they kind of more of a Midwest team? Um, you know, obviously the Big 12 is going to have to scrap and claw to try to find some some big names to keep them relevant. And I certainly don't want to see the Big 12 dissolve into these other super conferences. But um, if they can get Colorado, they could get um, you know, hopefully Utah. Uh, something like that, and and bring those guys into the fold as we lose Oklahoma and Texas. I think that'd be huge. Ben Lieber on tonight, former Vikings linebacker, of course, great broadcaster now on the Vikings team. Find him on Twitter at Nacho Lieber. You can follow him, a good follow. I want to get into the NFL get your read on this. You played old school football. You know, Not really old school. You're a young guy, Ben. We won't tell anybody, but um, old school football, and now it's changing. And I think, you know, a lot of people say, hey, we just, we're smarter. We have to be better protecting the players, which I think you have appreciation for. But I, I get worried when I see the NFL this week say, well, we want to keep the kickoff in the game. This is the NFL quote. I don't know that we know we can keep it in the game. So right now they're just going to kind of extend the fair catch out to the 25. Do you think the kickoff stays like five years from now? Um, unfortunately, I think not. I mean, I don't like, I, I really don't like the way this NFL is going right now. They can, they can hide behind this whole player safety thing and then talk out of both sides of the mouth by having the players play multiple Thursday night games because <laughs> the, the money is there. And so, you know, I got to be honest, I don't believe a lot of what the NFL says. I don't believe a lot of the data that the NFL puts out. Um, they're not to be trusted. You know, they follow, you just follow the money and that's where all the decisions are made. And, um, you know, in, in this situation, it's like, oh, well, they're worried probably more about lawsuits than they are truly player safety. And this is just another step to, I think, castrate the game of football. Um, you know, I think they're taking, they're taking part of the fun away from watching NFL football. And, look, we, you can't shy away from the fact that it is a, an explosive contact, even violent sport. Sorry, that's just what it is. Own it. You know, I think that you can – I think that you can have some safeguards in there. You can better protect guys when it comes to player health uh, as far as insurance goes. Um, you know, when these guys put their bodies on the line and they only get five years of post-health care insurance, that's BS. I mean, if you truly care about player safety, then take care of these guys that played the game. Um, I just think that they're, they're going to find a way to continue kickoffs, and I'm talking special teams coordinators, they're going to learn how to, to squib the ball. The ball is going to hit the ground before it gets to the, to the receiver. They're not going to have a chance to really uh, fair catch these things. And if you can take these skilled kickers and ask them to place the ball and dribble it on the ground and force a return, I think the NFL is going to be like, dang it, you found a loophole. Now we're just going to close down kickoffs altogether. That's interesting. That's a good point. Um, so you don't think, hey, this kickoff thing, cutting down of the concussions, that you don't think that's legitimate per se. It's like 
this is just one of those things to try and make it look good? Yeah, absolutely. I think they do a lot of things that just make it look good. They, they, they do a lot of things that, that say, look at us. We're so progressive. Look at us. We're so concerned about player safety. And then they turn around and sell the players out in the name of TV rights and getting, getting them to play on a, on a Thursday night when if you, if you pulled every player, do you enjoy, especially late in the season, getting, getting done with the game on a Sunday and then having to get your, your, your mind and your body and your spirit ready for a Thursday night game, 100% of them would say, no, why do we don't like to do this? It, it, it taxes us mentally, physically, and emotionally. And they would say, well, you know, look at our statistics that we, that we conjured up from imaginary numbers to say that this is not true. You know, our injuries are down and blah, 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 and it doesn't make sense. And like, they, just, they can quantify it based on, I think, silly numbers to make it look look right um but if you ask the actual players and the employees and the workers they say like no it's really hard on us and we are we are more banged up uh they don't they don't want to listen because the money the money talks former vikings linebacker on tonight's ben lieber here on the nate brown show fox sports rapid city couple more quick ones i'll let him run let's go vikings here um nfc north is different lions have the big favored number in vegas and the Packers are at the bottom, no Aaron Rodgers. Vikings are projected to be second. What do you say about the NFC North makeup? You know, I'm, I'm fine if everybody, you know, look, I even look at what the Lions are doing, and I say, yeah, good for them. You know, I think everybody sort of cheers for the Lions because they've been, they've been so obsolete for so many years, and it seems like they've believed in a recipe, and they really bought into what Dan Kimball's doing. And from top down, it seems like they, they truly have an identity, and I, I, I applaud that. You know, I think a lot of teams should look at the blueprint and say, like, that's what we want to do. We want to get you know, top-down buy-in, um, and it seems like they're making moves, and they're going to be a, a true contender in the division. The Vikings, obviously, is going to be an offensive juggernaut. They're going to be a hard team to stop. The Vikings have a lot of question marks on defense, as do the Lions. I think the Lions finished 32nd, dead last in total defense, and, and the Vikings were 31st. So both teams... It's going to be a race, um, I think, early on the season to see which defense can figure it out the quickest and, and become more of a legitimate defense and not just be carried uh, by their offense. Uh, that's the team that's going to win the division. And I don't think that you should necessarily count out the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, Jordan Loves makes them more dynamic. I don't think that they are more explosive. But I think it makes their offense more dynamic with a guy that can run a little bit more, is willing to run a little bit more, um, can give you sort of those those run pass options, and and as a defensive player, that's sometimes uh, pretty pretty tough. I mean, look at what Jalen Hurts is doing. You know, they've they've developed an offense that really makes sense for him. Uh, he can play fast in it. He doesn't have to run all the time, but he can. And I think they can get a little bit more of that that mode of operation with Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers. Ben Lieber on tonight, former Vikings linebacker, now Vikings broadcaster, also on Twin Cities Live. He's on Twitter at Nacho Lieber. Uh, last one on the Vikings. I take a look at it and I say, okay, they got a lot of moving parts here and and I uh, players that show up or not to you, Ben, at OTAs. Does that make uh, a worry or a concern? Uh, should people wonder who's at OTAs and who's not? You know, when it comes to veteran players, um, not really. I mean, I think we all know the obvious ones that are out because of contract situations and all that other stuff. But um, it's funny because it's one of those things like having gone through it, when you're, when you're in it day to day, 
and you have certain players not show up, it's a big deal. It feels like it's a big deal. And you, you fight this urge to like be resentful and be like, man, if we're out here working, why isn't this guy here? But I got to be honest, when we take a break at the end of June and you get that, you know, six weeks off until training camp, everybody forgets, you know, everybody moves on and you get to training camp and those guys show up and you're like, all right, good to see you, man. Hope you enjoyed your off season. Now let's get to work. So I don't think that you should put too much into it. Um, obviously, with Dalvin Cook, that's the biggest one. Yep. You know, you, you look at a, at what the, the cap savings is going to be on a, on a on a post June one trade, and it's about eleven million dollars. And so, I think the Vikings are just sitting back, waiting for the right team and the right opportunity to trade the guy after June one and, uh, and save some money. Ben Lieber joining us, Fox Sports Rapid City. Good to have him. Um, follow him on Twitter at Nacho Lieber. Uh, Vikings fans, you hear him on the Vikings games. Ben, good to have you, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, man, no problem. Always a pleasure to be on. And I just want to let you know that on Twin Cities Live today, we were talking about uh, – it was we had a travel segment, and uh, we talked an awful lot about the Black Hills and Rapid City and how beautiful it is and trying to, trying to get some people to get out there from the Twin Cities and just say, hey, man, you know, there's a lot of cool things to do in South Dakota, so you know, be prepared for some more Minnesotans to come. I love it. I love it. You know that. Be well. Thanks a lot. I yeah, appreciate you too, it. Uh, ben Lieber on tonight, former Vikings linebacker. Great to have him. Good uh, analyst, uh, bro- Vikings broadcaster on the Vikings radio network. Former K State linebacker back in the day. Ben Lieber on tonight, getting us started the right way on a Wednesday, and now we go high school. With Dan Swartos coming up, Executive Director of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. Um, Some listener texts coming in on the NFL changing the kickoff thing. So if you missed this at all this week, they're going to go fair catch on these kickoffs, which they started last year. You can do the fair catch. Now you're going to bring it out to the 25, like college. So instead of the 20, it's the 25. They think that's going to incentivize people to do fair catches so they don't return the ball. Ben says they're just, you know, special teams coaches are going to do squib kicks. They're going to do all sorts of stuff to try and take advantage of this scenario. NFL's trying to take, oh, there's concussions on these plays, and so we got to, will we ever get rid of the kickoff is, you know, I don't like that line from the NFL. This is from the NFL. We want to keep the kickoff in the game. I don't know that we know we can keep it in the game. I hate that line. That, that's a that's a door, not uh, a sliver open. That's like cracked open there a little bit. Um, and he says eventually, uh, Ben Lieber says they're going to get rid of the kickoff eventually. Lister Tech's coming in. Why don't they do it like the XFL? Um, no movement is allowed by either team until the kicked ball is received. Yeah, so you don't get the running head start for one team and then the other team forming the wedge in those violent collisions. Um, of course, the NFL doesn't want to do that. Why? Well, it's an XFL idea. We can't. Oh, my gosh. We, we can't have an XFL idea. You know, I think you should be open to it. Be open to it. I, I want to see the kickoff in the game. It's an important piece of the game. It can change a game. It can change a game. You can't take that impactful of a play out of the game. And it's, it's almost out, basically. Dan Swartos on the way from Pierre. State track is in Sioux Falls. Do you think that's where it's going to be every year? 
Well, then Rapid City better get this event. We'll discuss next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Riding season has finally arrived, and Black Hills Harley-Davidson wants you to take advantage of it. Ride for less on a huge selection of pre-owned Harley-Davidsons. You could spend the summer on an O2 Sportster 1200 for just $29.95, or a 2002 Lowrider for just $39.95. With dozens of value-priced machines waiting for you to throw a leg over, it's time to quit procrastinating and make this the summer you finally buy a Harley-Davidson from Black Hills Harley-Davidson in Rapid City. Hey, parents, if you have a basketball player in the family, put a three-on-three team together and get signed up for the Watiki Triple Threat three-on-three basketball tournament June 3rd at the Box Elder Event Center. Don't miss this action-packed tournament for kids in fourth through eighth grade with three guaranteed games, tournament swag, and awards for division winners. Play in the Watiki Triple Threat three-on-three basketball tournament June 3rd. We'll be playing at the Box, the region's premier sports facility. Register your team at the Box. This isn't just the sound of a legendary Brunswick pool table. It's the sound of families about to make memories together. And while this may sound like the hum of a spa, listen closely and you'll hear backyard fun for years to come. So while Splash City's guarantee of quality sure sounds good, we know quality time sounds even better. What's another burger? Splash City, 1024 West Omaha, across from Connects in Rapid City. Here at Pizza Ranch, we believe in happy accidents, like in 1964, when a Buffalo, New York restaurant owner accidentally bought chicken wings instead of chicken necks. The 60s were a crazy time. Well, decades later, and the mistake-turned-masterpiece is now at Pizza Ranch. Introducing our new traditional and boneless chicken wings, tossed in our signature sauces. Two more ways to get the country's best chicken available for carryout and delivery. Maybe it wasn't an accident after all. Just delicious fate. Pizza Ranch. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. We are live on a Wednesday on the Nate Brown Show. Glad you're here. Thanks for spending some time with us. However long you spend, we appreciate it. Fox Sports Rapid City. If you missed some of the show, we just had Ben Lieber on, former Vikings linebacker, great South Dakota player, right? Played high school ball in South Dakota. And then uh, went and played for Kansas State, Chargers, Vikings. Talked some NFL with Ben Lieber moments ago. A lot to get to tonight on South Dakota Sports Talk Show, including Dan Swartos right now, Executive Director of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. It's busy time right now. State softball, state track. I mean, they got some things rolling here. Dan, good to get you back on. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for your time here. I want to ask you about um, the state track scenario first. And so there's, there's a lot of discussion at the last couple of meetings about state track and all three classes at one location, and Howard Woods had it now. And, and they're getting ready to have it again here this weekend. And so the discussion is, if Howard Wood is, is the best place that people think track should be, um, is that going to be moved forward that Sioux Falls hosts state track every year? 
Well, we're not sure on that yet. Uh, we're, we Last year was our first year doing it, all three classes at one venue uh, over three days. And we had, you know, the feedback we got was pretty positive last year. Uh, we had some changes to the schedule to make. Uh, Friday got really long, so we've changed the schedule a little bit, and we're going to run it run it there this year again and get some more feedback again. And we need to... We need to uh, get some get some uh, answers from our membership on if if this is what they want to stick with, and if it is, then it is probably pretty likely that we would we would stay in Sioux Falls for track and maybe look at something. You know, I know we've talked about potentially maybe we we do track every year in in Sioux Falls, and we do wrestling every year in in Rapid City, and try to even it out that way. Um, is there some you know, positive feedback wise, from statewide, Dan? Is there positive feedback about state wrestling in Rapid City every year if that moves forward? Yeah, yeah. This last year was the first year we had it um, uh, at the monument there in, in the Summit Arena, and the feedback was very, very positive from our coaches. Um, I think we're, we're going to move the duels off of that and separate the duels out so it's just the boys and girls, and that will shorten the tournament up a little bit and make those days a little bit shorter and maybe ease some congestion a little bit as well. But uh, our coaches have always loved coming. Our wrestling coaches have always loved coming out to Rapid City. Um, they're they're treated well. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not treated well other places, but they really uh, appreciate uh, Rapid City. has some really great wrestling people. It's got a it's got a great history of wrestling uh, in in the in the city, and uh, some people with a lot of great expertise in wrestling. And our wrestling coaches really appreciate that. And uh, I, I think you know feedback I've gotten from coaches has been they would be they would be just fine coming out to Rapid City every year for wrestling. Dan Swart- so that might be okay, that could ahead. be something that we could look at. That could be something we could look at. And and uh, I think. That may that may work out pretty well if it's something that we end up doing. Dan Swartos on tonight, Executive Director, South Dakota High School Activities Association State Track, getting ready to go this weekend in Sioux Falls. Um, state softball is getting ready to go for the first time, sanctioned. So the season's uh, winding down. There was weather early on. I know that happens. It's going to be springtime. What's the feedback from the coaches, the schools, on the softball season and how that went? I think the feedback we've gotten has been really has been really pretty positive. Um, you know, we want to get through this year and, and then hear from them. We 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 spent a lot of time, uh, tr- you know, debating what season to put this in, and ultimately, uh, you know, the schools decided that they wanted it in the spring. And uh, you know, we we had a, everyone in our state had a pretty pretty rough winter this year, which made the spring a little bit shorter. Um, and, uh, you know, track and, and golf and tennis deal with that every, every year, um, to where if you have a bad winter, sometimes it takes you a little bit longer to get going, uh, on those spring sports. So we did have a slow start with, with softball because of the weather. And I think they were able to make a lot of games up. Um, and I, you know, the, the feedback we've gotten, uh, to my knowledge, has been has been pretty positive. Speaking of feedback, I'm seeing here in July, you're at least uh, wanting to have a goal of knowing where high school baseball is at. Not, oh, we're going to sanction it or not, but I saw this in the meeting 
uh, minutes that here it's a goal to find out will we move forward with the discussion on sanctioning high school baseball? What do you expect to find out here? Well, what we've what we really found out uh, over the last couple of years with adding girls wrestling and softball and now esports is that we don't really have a formal process for adding sports and activities. So that's the first thing we're going to do. We have a second reading at our June meeting on approving a, a policy and a procedure on on how sports and activities are added. From there, then we we have. You know, we've started some very, very preliminary discussions uh, on baseball with our schools. Um, but we want to get that process in place first, and then we'll move on from there, uh, getting, you know, getting, trying to figure out what the interest is and where our schools are at with it. Ideally, ideally, we want those requests and we want that process to be school-driven because anytime you add sports, you add a sport or an activity, uh, you're adding a financial obligation for the school, um, and we know that that's not unlimited. And uh, we've been adding a lot of stuff here, so we want to make sure that the schools are ready for this and that they want this. We would love to have baseball. Uh, I love baseball. Uh, we'd love to have it uh, as sanctioned as an activity, but we want to make sure the schools can can fiscally handle it and that they can handle it, you know, uh, within their schedules and everything as well. So. Do you think you it's know, a mixed bag? Ball. Do you think it's a mixed bag out there? Because I've heard, yeah, some coaches really want to get it sanctioned. Some think, oh, the club baseball, we're doing just fine, and the baseball folks running it, we're running it just fine. Is it a mixed bag? I think so. I'd, I'd be interested to see, get a better reaction after the softball season and, and people seeing the difference. Uh, everything I've heard from on the softball side has been, and from the kids, has been how much they really have loved being more connected to the school and having, being more attention and having it be more part of, feeling more of a part of the school um, uh, as a school sport and as a sanctioned sport. Um, I, I think it is a mixed bag. I think there's there are, there are people who like having it how they have it. Of course, any time you that we're sanctioning it, it comes with with rules, and the and the high school baseball coach, uh, association has done a good job. They they essentially follow all of our rules right now, um, but it comes with a little bit more oversight than what they currently have, and, and some people like that, some people don't like that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I I think if we did it, you know, with softball, we were hoping to get 20, 25 teams this first year, and we ended up with over 50. Uh, and, and I think that the, I think if we did do it, I think it would be supported quite a bit. Uh, there's any, any, if I've learned anything in this job, is that there's not a single thing we're going to be able to do that that everybody supports. Um, uh, but I think baseball is is very highly supported in our state. I think we're a great baseball state. And I think if it's something that our schools wanted to do and that we did do, I think it would be supported pretty highly. Do you think there would be some Legion baseball buy-in? Here in Rapid City, we have two Legion programs. Those players don't play high school, so it's a, it's a different scenario. The schedule would conflict a little bit. What would you have to do with the Legion programs? Well, I think the high school baseball association has done a good job of, of fitting their season in before the Legion season starts. 
So uh, the biggest challenge, to be honest, would be figuring out, because they run their state tournament this weekend alongside of our uh, of our state track and field meet. Yeah. That would be one of the bigger things that we would have to figure out is where we put that, that championship, the championships of that ad. Early uh, June? In terms Does that of, make sense? In terms of the calendar, well, it just depends. We, you know, we... We probably don't want to put it opposite softball either. Um, so we'd have to figure out where we would put it. But, uh, you know, that's all part of, of of figuring out if we're going to do it and, you know, when we would when we would have it and and, and things like that. Yeah, you know? a lot but of things still, the, still to come, right? The, the association, the high school association right now for baseball has done a really good job working with the Legion and, and uh, you know, I think they've got a pretty good relationship, and they they stay off each other's toes. But you know, we've we've got some of that in softball too, where where we haven't sanctioned it, and there's become a really big club presence in in that. And um, you know, in most cases, uh, the high school team and the club team have played nice, and it's and it's gotten along pretty well. Dan Sortos tonight, great update, Executive Director, South Dakota High School Activities Association. Busy uh, couple of weeks here. Dan, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Dan Sortos tonight, South Dakota High School Activities Association, Executive Director, live from Pier. A little update across the board there on track, baseball, sanctioning, possibilities. Sounds like, yeah, it's not just out of left field, so to speak. It's not... Oh, no, that's not that. That's not on the radar, really. It's on the radar. Where are they going to go with the high school baseball front? It's on the radar for sure. And then the, the state track thing, being in Sioux Falls now the last couple of years, state track, it's all three classes at one location. Howard Wood, it's a phenomenal facility. So there's been discussions at meetings. I know this. Well, should, should we do state track every year in Sioux Falls? And I will tell you, we need to be at that meeting, at that table, saying, if that happens, then Rapid City is your state wrestling host. End of story. That's my point with, okay, if you're going to do state track at, at Sioux Falls every year, then Rapid City should get state wrestling with our passion, our background, our facility, the whole thing, the support. Um, that is a trade-off that we would have to have, have to have. Okay. And I think would be fine with our hotels here in February. Uh, they would enjoy that. The economy, get a little boost there in the dead of winter. That's the trade-off to me. Okay, uh, Barry Trammell is on the way next. Who is Barry? He's a columnist for the Oklahoman. He's got Big 12 sources, and the Big 12 source says to him, this university is ready to go to the Big 12 soon. Barry, with his story, live next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. 
Lawn Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342-7644. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 58. Southerly winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. A blend of clouds and sun tomorrow, chance for scattered storms, high of 79. Mainly cloudy skies tomorrow night, chance for scattered storms, lows around 57. Upper 70s Friday and Saturday with thunderstorms possible both days. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 75. Huge savings on your auto and light truck tires now at Pops Tire Service. Get up to a $130 instant rebate on a set of four Michelin tires. Up to a $120 rebate on Bridgestone. Up to a $110 rebate on Firestone. Or up to a $150 rebate on Goodyear. Plus a $40 instant rebate on the installation of your Goodyear tires. That's up to $190 in Goodyear savings. Hurry, offers in May 31st. See store for details or visit us at PopsTire.com. Pops, we know tires and service. You should know Pops. Shop the Black Hills best selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs at Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet. Many late model local trade, GMCs, Rams, Fords, imports, and more. Plus, used Chevys and GM certified pre-owned. Get financing as low as 2.9% APR on select GM certified pre-owned. Shop over 300 used vehicles and buy with no money down, no payments for 90 days. See us at Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet or DennyMentalRapidChevrolet.com. Length of finance contract is limited. Offers with qualified credit. Deadwood's biggest giveaways await you at First Gold Gaming Resort. Every Friday through Sunday, win a share of $8,600 in promo play through Hot Seat Drawings. Win $1,000 cash at the top of every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. on Saturday nights. Strike it rich quick on Saturday, May 27th during First Gold's $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. And don't miss our $2,000 slot tournaments every Friday and Sunday. First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Hi, folks. Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company. Thursday, the 25th of May, is the Geld Miller Estate Farm and Ranch Equipment Auction. Online auction. The items are located at the ranch northeast of Phillips, South Dakota. Here's a very nice case. 721 loader with a grapple. A New Holland T7 loader tractor with a grapple and a three-point. 2007 Bobcat S185 skid steer. Here's a 2018 case round baler. 2007 GMC Duramax pickup. 16-foot Diamond D stock trailer. Continuous panels, we have new fencing materials, two PJ trailers, fuel tanks, shop tools, creep feeders, feed wagons, calf table, and an M Diamond South Dakota left hip registered cattle brand. Also selling household items, collectibles, wagons and buggies. The Gill Miller Estate online only auction closing Thursday the 25th of May. For more details into bid and buy, go to McPhersonAuction.com. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Into the drive at 5 on a Wednesday. We're packed tonight. 
great guests across the board. Started with Ben Lieber moments ago. Ben Lieber, former K-State linebacker, South Dakota native. Played his high school ball here and played for the Vikings. Had a nice career now on the Vikings radio network. Talks some NFL. Just did some high school headlines in South Dakota. If you miss some of the stuff, we don't play it back. Like some shows, you know, record stuff, play it back and take like 10 minutes off so then I can go eat dinner or something. No, we don't do that. New content each time out. Go to the Nate Brown Show podcast if you miss some of the guests. Okay. Our next guest, I really enjoy following his work, Oklahoman.com. Okay, he's a columnist for the Oklahoman, plugged in. I saw this story, and I said, okay, we got to get him on, Barry Trammell. And it's it's the Big 12 scenario. What's this college conference realignment stuff going to look like? What's it going to look like? Big 12's already changing. BYU, okay, UCF, Cincinnati, okay, some of these schools coming in. Is there going to be more? And Barry Trammell has some interesting uh, news. That's That story's up at Oklahoman.com. Barry, good to have you on Fox Sports Rapid City again. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. How's things in South Dakota? We're doing good up here, man. It's it's finally summer, I think. Okay, <laughs> Finally summer, warm weather. Um, let me ask you about this story you wrote. And you've covered, the, you've covered Oklahoma a long time. You've covered the Big 12. And you say a Big 12 source told you that Colorado is ready to commit to joining the Big 12. What was your reaction when you got that? What do you say today? My reaction when I got it was one of surprise because I sort of thought that out of the four corner schools that um, that the Big, the Big 12 clearly is pursuing from the Pac-12, Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, it seemed like Arizona was the most likely to be interested because of a variety of issues that may be germane to this conversation, may not be, but um, I really wasn't prepared for Colorado to to be coming off those lips that told me that. But when they said that, I thought, well, that's interesting. But I didn't run with it. Um, I talked to some other people, and I just sort of sat on it a few days. And then on uh, Monday, I hear about, the Washington State co- uh, President, Kirk Schultz, talking about the financial problems uh, in Pullman. Uh, a couple of other reports from the likes of, uh, of uh, Andrew Marchand, uh, of the New York Post, probably the most plugged-in media writer in America, sports media, plus CBS Sports, uh, a variety of reports about ESPN's reluctance to do business with the Pac-12. And I just thought, you know what, this is, uh, with the clock's been ticking on the Pac-12 contract, we keep hearing they're close, they're close, they're close. And we've been hearing that for six months. And the clock is, is getting close. And, uh, you know, I decided to just go ahead and go with it because it just seems like there's a lot, at least in the Big 12 camp, there's a belief that they are going to expand. Very and there's a belief that they are going to get somebody from the Pac-12. And here's a Big 12 source telling me, Who's the first to come? Okay, uh, Barry Trammell on tonight, Oklahoman.com. His work there, columnist for the Oklahoman. He's on Twitter as well, at Barry Trammell. Uh, he posted the story on there as well. So when you think about it, we know CU was there before, okay? And so uh, we followed CU out here, and it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle, there's no doubt. But I look at it and I say, maybe it does make sense. Um, CU and, and Deion Sanders there. Is there new life there? 
there is new life there. Now, if I was the Big 12, I would not be banking on bounty from from the Deion Sanders wave because, in my mind, one of two things is going to happen at Colorado, um, both of which will will result in Deion Sanders being gone. Either it's going to go very poorly and he's going to go on down the road, or it's going to go well and he's going to go on down the road to sure. Auburn or sure. you know, Michigan State or wherever. So, I, you know, I don't know that – I don't know that you can count on Deion Sanders lifting this boat uh, in terms of Big 12 uh, surplus. But what Deion has shown is that there's still, on some level, a thirst for big-time football. We haven't seen it, you know, really since the Gary Barnett days. His last season was 2015. Their last five years in the Big 12, I think Colorado was 12-28. and 28. Their 12 years in the Pac-12 have not been any better in terms of conference record. And it's it's just been a dormant program that was so great in there in the late 80s and early 90s and really throughout the 90s. So um, I, I think it shows that there's a there's a thirst there for big-time football and that maybe maybe somebody can, can uh, plug into that. Dion's done it. And if he turns it into success, that's a, that's a very good thing. Now, I know this doesn't feed the Bulldog basketball. It doesn't. But the Big 12 has good basketball. And so I look at the, the commissioner there, the conference, and, and I go, okay, kind of a basketball guy. What about UConn? I'm seeing that report as well. Do you think you could see a UConn getting in the mix here uh, with CU? Or is it, no, we're going we're gonna to try and get these four schools out of the Pac-12 and UConn's maybe a second plan? I think UConn would be a second or third or fourth plan. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me on either end. Um, if I'm UConn, I don't know, why would you jump back into the, into the football rat race? I mean, they've tried it on some level with the Big East, and it dang near bankrupted the athletic department. Uh, in some ways, they will tell you it hurt the basketball program. They've re- they've responded well. They got back in the in sort of the new old Big East, won another national title. They're clearly a basketball blue blood. It's phenomenal what they've done, but I, I I don't think it makes sense from Connecticut's standpoint. I don't think it makes sense from the Big Twelve standpoint. It certainly doesn't help the the football television uh, package. Um, it would enhance basketball, but basketball's, you know, going great guns anyway. I have to think that Brady Brett Yormark is doing some sort of, oh, uh, just uh, some bluffing, some old-fashioned poker table bluffing, uh, dangling Gonzaga, dangling Connecticut, just to let the Pac-12 schools know that they do have other options, they do have other avenues they could go, and that, you know, you don't have to, uh, they don't have to be uh, completely determined, determinant on uh, on those four schools in the pack. So, so if your source is right, Barry Trammell on tonight, follow his uh, story here on Colorado. Could be ready to commit to joining the Big 12 soon, is what his Big 12 source says, Oklahoman.com. If, if that source is right, is Colorado the domino? Because if Colorado goes, now here comes Arizona, Arizona State, and maybe Utah. I have to think it would be the Pac-12 has shown good solidarity, which is admirable. Uh, up until 
the last week or so, I was fairly optimistic that the Pac-12 would stay together. I just thought they could get a package, television package, that would come close enough to what the Big 12 is offering to, to make it worth their while to stick together, maintain regionality, maintain rivalries, keep their own identity, all those things. But, um, but you know, like I sort of said a few minutes ago, I just come to believe all the things going together. I just don't know that they can get that TV package. And it looks like if one if one did step out, then then the dominoes would fall. I don't know if they would all fall. I, I think the Big Twelve would like an even number of teams. I don't think they want thirteen teams. Um, we saw this at play thirteen years ago when the Pac twelve was trying to raid the Big Twelve. Sort of a ironic twist of history. But if you remember, Pac twelve wanted six Big Twelve schools. And uh, they they came at, they came after a variety of schools, including Oklahoma, Texas. They ended up with just Colorado, and uh, the, the Buffs jumped after Nebraska went to the Big Ten. And when when Nebraska went to the Big Ten, here came Colorado, you know, taking the the first offer. And but everybody else stood together, and uh, the Pac-12 went ahead and grabbed Utah. You know, the Pac-12 could do that. Everybody could stick together still with uh, what would be now nine programs. But the uncertainty that's making Colorado think about it, i got to believe it's the same thing at Arizona and the same thing at Arizona State. My impression is that Utah would not want – Utah does not want to come. I don't think they want to be tied with Brigham Young. They enjoyed being sort of having the upper hand in that rivalry from a prestige standpoint, when BYU went independent, Utah went to the pack. The football program has thrived. So they enjoy sort of that upper hand. But uh, the financial demands make it such that they might have to go ahead and come. Could be a big development. Really interesting story. I'm glad to uh, have him on. Barry Trammell, Oklahoman.com. Columnist on Twitter at Barry Trammell. Stories up there. Could Colorado... Uh, commit and join the Big 12 soon. Big 12 source saying that could be the case. Barry, thanks for hopping on tonight. I appreciate your time. Glad to do it. Thanks a lot. Barry Tramble on Fox Sports Rapid City, columnist for the Oklahoman. Good stuff. Really good stuff. I'm reading through that story this afternoon. Oh, it's interesting. Oklahoman.com. You can find it there. A Big 12 source saying to Barry Tramble, the Buffaloes ready to commit to joining the Big 12 soon. And he puts two and two together. He said he heard that last week. And he's like, eh, I don't know. Then the Pac-12 uh, having some issues here with money. They owe $50 million back to Comcast. Comcast overpaid the Pac-12 schools $50 million. They overpaid for the TV stuff. So <laughs> all those schools, they usually spend that money. It's kind of hard to come up with $50 million, even spread out. Um, so Washington State announces yesterday their president, we're putting a freeze on everything because it's a mess. And so now two and two, is Colorado going to go, hey, we don't really want to do this, but the Big 12 has a TV deal. They have guaranteed money. We used to be in there. Should we do it? That's the latest.
All right. End of the drive at five. Interesting story. I've got a couple of things for you in Rapid City. I want you to, to hang on here. Don't miss this. There's a change coming to Rapid City football. Will this impact or help the high schools? Okay. There is a, there's an announcement that's been made. This is something that's going to happen at the lower levels of football in town. What, is, what does that mean? Plus, there's a, there's a uh, new thing going on this summer here in town. Is Sioux Falls really going to try and help our athletes? Is that right? We'll discuss next. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Hi, this is Dan Jensen at Physio. It's time to register your athlete for the Physio Summer Sports Performance Training. As the official strength and conditioning partner for Stevens, Central, and Douglas, our team at Physio is ready to help your athlete make big strides this summer. With affordable training options at the schools or our new facility, Physio is committed to helping every athlete perform at their best. It's time to sign up and put in the work this summer. Become a faster, stronger, and better athlete with Physio. We will give you elite training at affordable prices. Sign up your athlete today at bhphysio.com. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Do you find yourself in a difficult legal situation? Whether it's a DUI, criminal charges, or an injury case, you need the right lawyer on your side. That's where Wrench Law comes in. With over 30 years of experience, Tim Wrench is a trial lawyer who knows the ins and outs of the legal system. Tim specializes in helping people in a jury trial get the best possible outcome for the case. Don't let legal troubles get in the way of your life. Contact Wrench Law today and get the help you need to move forward. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605 341 11. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Black. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. It is always a great day in the Black Hills, Tom. Thank you. You know that. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for tuning in on the radio side, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. If you're listening online, you got us there on your desktop, tablet, phone, FoxSportsRapidCity.com. Remember, you can listen to the show anytime, FoxSportsRapidCity.com. 
live weekdays, 4 to 6, anywhere. Also, the Nate Brown Show podcast, every platform you've got us, Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, if you missed some of the show. Lincoln Keenholz going to join us live tonight, the peer, all-state quarterback, one of the greatest players here in South Dakota High School football in recent memory. He's going to go to Ohio State. Lincoln Keenholz live this hour coming up. Craig Maddock on tap from Sioux Falls. SDPB Sports. East River meets West River with Craig. Our weekly segment, good to go on a Wednesday. Good stuff. All right, 720-1067 is our number. If you want in tonight, we'll get you on. Also, the Barron's Wilson text line. Remember that. Direct text the show, 720-1067. A couple of Rapid City sports nuggets. Eh, pretty big nuggets. Some big nuggets. I'm going to say this one first. I've been told that uh, Rapid City football is going to go through a significant change here and starting this next year. So so school's winding down uh, here this next week, right? Some kids are already out. I mean, lucky you. Unbelievable. You know, we got to come back after Memorial Day, okay? It's all about uh, finishing strong, kids, okay? Um, good luck with that. And this school year's winding down, but next school year, okay, in the fall, the Rapid City Middle Schools are going to sponsor 7th grade football. Now, some people are going to go, what? Huh? What, what, what do you mean? What, what? We don't have that? Well, here's the story. So, we've gone to 8th grade football, and that's it. So, it's been that way for a, quite some time since I've been here, okay? For quite some time. We used to have lower levels middle school football, that went away. I don't, I don't know the complete story there, whatever it may be. But it has now been decided by the schools that they're going to bring back seventh grade football. So you got a kid entering seventh grade this next fall, you're going to be able to play football. And I'm going to say, there's a couple of things we've talked about on this show over the years. How can Stevens and Central improve, grow their culture, um, and grow numbers, and have sustainability, retention, the whole thing? How can we compete with East River in football? And I believe we have so many athletes in this town at these schools. I've seen them. You see them perform in various sports. There's no reason football can't be a competitor. It doesn't flip overnight. But I do believe a factor has to be building that in the middle schools. And one year of middle school football, let's just say, I don't, you know, one year's not going to be a big effort in that, honestly. And I know there's youth football here. I, I know that whole thing, okay? There's organizations that do that and have done it well. And my whole point is with the youth football, We've had great numbers there. You see kids playing football at a young age, and it's like the moms and dads, everybody, they, they put in a lot of effort. The coaches, everybody puts in a lot of time in football, then all of a sudden things don't turn out as good in high school. Where's the gap? Where do we close that down? And I have to say this is a great opportunity. It's not going to, oh, man, now we got seventh grade football. This is going to, oh, Rapid City is going to be a juggernaut. I'm just telling you, I want opportunities, all kids to get the school opportunity, because a lot, some of the kids can't afford this uh, club or that one, okay? I'm a big believer in school sports from a whole pride standpoint, community standpoint, participation standpoint, and I think seventh grade football, I love it. 
I absolutely love it. So that's uh, one of the uh, news flashes of the day is that the Rapid City schools are going to bring back seventh grade. So you're going to have seventh grade football, eighth grade football. Will that help the high schools? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. There still has to be a relationship there, an engagement there. Um, It's not that the middle schools have to do the same program, meaning the same offense, the same language, the lingo, the the schemes. You, You don't have to. I really believe that. Even Sioux Falls doesn't have that. Everybody thinks, oh, Sioux Falls has, they have all these edges. They, their middle schools talk to their high schools. No, they don't. I've talked to the coaches in Sioux Falls. You have to have relationships and, and building that and bringing kids along, but you don't have to run the same scheme at this middle school that feeds into Stevens. Okay, <laughs> I, They can pick that up. But two years of middle school football, Tackle football in the schools, engaging, keeping kids interested, having a good time, I believe will make a a difference here early on. I think it will. So I love that. Um, here's Here's the other side of the Rapid City sports news that I've seen. I was told here that this summer, Sanford Sports out of Sioux Falls is going to come out to Rapid City. So we all know Sanford Sports. If you've been to Sioux Falls for tournaments or events or whatever it is, Sanford has, I've told you about this new turf complex. They got the field house. They have the Pentagon. They have that whole scene out there. They run camps and clinics, sports-specific, that kids can sign up for all summer long at Sioux Falls. Okay? That's what Sanford Sports does. Sanford Sports is going to come out with the Rapid City Sports Commission, and they're partnering on offering camps slash clinics for various sports this summer. And so what's my reaction to that? Well, there's a couple of things here. One, I could joke and say, wow, Sioux Falls is going to try and help Rapid City get better. (laughs) Um, By the way, though, that's what they say. I mean, I I joke around by that because I have this East River, West River rivalry, as you might tell with Craig Maddock coming up. We'll have fun with this. But honestly, Sanford Sports for the first time coming out West River, they're going to do all sorts of summer uh, clinics as well. Volleyball, baseball, softball, basketball, um, golf. I don't know if I missed any, but that's what they're going to do. And I said, Sanford Sports, are they coming out to help Rapid City? I don't know if Sanford Health wants to take a look out here. Sanford Sports wants to, hey, could we, could we have a bigger chunk, a bigger presence out here? I honestly think that. I think about these things from a sports business side, right? So Sanford Sports is going to put these on. Your kids can sign up for them. And I'll say the other thing I think about it, I'm not too um, like, oh, uh, let's see, this, this isn't going to be a good thing. It's, it's another opportunity for your son or daughter to get better. So, so I'll say that. Rapid City has great camps. We have great coaches. We have clinics. So I'm not going to say we don't have any of this stuff. But I am going to say, why do we want to – I'm not going to get all worked up over, oh, this is, a, this is bad, this isn't going to work out, this is an East River thing coming in West River. I understand there's some dynamics there with our communities, with our sports training situation. But I'm going to tell you this. We have great coaches. We have our own camps. We have opportunities for athletes to do big things and get better for athlete development. 
And I talk about that a lot on the show. So, so I don't think we need to be saved by Sanford. We don't need to be saved by them. They're going to put on camps. They're coming out this summer. You can sign up your kids for them. They're one-day sessions. Okay, it's like hour and a half, two hours right in there. If you want to get better, you can, you can uh, do these uh, camps and clinics, and we'll see where it goes. Rapid City's doing a fine job with their athlete development, I believe. These are sports-specific, a little bit different opportunities. Can coaches learn a little bit? And we'll see where it goes. Where I go is Craig Maddock next. SDPB Sports, live from Sioux Falls, on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Before you buy, shop Gateway Autoplex. Are you looking to trade your vehicle and get ready for winter? Well, stop into the nicest pre-owned inventory of Fords, Lincolns, Dodges, Chevys, and save thousands. Hey, and Gateway's looking for some more inventory, so if you want to sell your car, truck, or SUV, stop on down for an offer today. So for the best car buying experience in Rapid City or the best credit rebuilder program, stop down to 410 North Campbell Street or 123 Omaha. I'm Scott Hanna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 58. Southerly winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. A blend of clouds and sun tomorrow, chance for scattered storms, high of 79. Mainly cloudy skies tomorrow night, chance for scattered storms, lows around 57. Upper 70s Friday and Saturday with thunderstorms possible both days. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 74. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. Riding season has finally arrived, and Black Hills Harley-Davidson wants you to take advantage of it. Ride for less on a huge selection of pre-owned Harley-Davidsons. You could spend the summer on an O2 Sportster 1200 for just $29.95, or a 2002 Lowrider for just $39.95. With dozens of value-priced machines waiting for you to throw a leg over, it's time to quit procrastinating and make this the summer you finally buy a Harley-Davidson from Black Hills Harley-Davidson in Rapid City. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Into the drive at five on a Wednesday, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there for your next pre-owned vehicle search. Best place with best selection. Stacy and Matt, the Summit difference. They'll treat you the right way. They want you and your friends, family to come back. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. Take a look at the inventory. The hard part, kind of that right pre-owned selection right now. They've got it at Summit. Experience the Summit difference. The drive at five on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City, featuring Lincoln Keenholz coming up. Pierre All-State quarterback going to Ohio State. We'll talk to him about his career in South Dakota. What's next at Ohio State? How about Craig Maddock first? 
SDPB Sports broadcaster from Sioux Falls. Craig, good to have you back on. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, Nate. Uh, nice conversation with Lincoln. I look forward to this. I look forward to it. I've been told he's a very solid individual, mindset, and uh, you know, great multi-sport athlete, great opportunity for him at Ohio State. So I look forward to talking about what's next for him. I, I want to ask you about something here. Um, so I was told this, and, and we're going to have some clinics and camps out here for the first time this summer offered by Sanford Sports. And so this is through the Rapid City Sports Commission, and they're going to come out volleyball, basketball, uh, baseball, softball, golf. They're going to put on one-day things, uh, about an hour and a half, two hours. So I said, I'm always for athletes getting opportunities to get better. I know we have a lot of trainings, camps, sports performance stuff already here. Rapid City was mm-hmm. a little bit behind there, but now we're, we're in that game for sure. And so I said, I... I don't know if it's going to make a, a massive impact, but I said better chances for kids to get better. What do you think about Sanford coming out west? Well, I don't know exactly what what is available, what has been done in past years there in Rapid City. If, if Monument Health or another group uh, have had, you know, uh, camps and things like that, that is being proposed here for this summer by Sanford. Sanford apparently has found uh, a niche that is available for uh, Rapid City where they're going to be, you know, let's face it, they're, they're doing this to make some money and by putting these camps on. And they apparently believe that they got a chance to uh, make some money out there by offering camps to all the kids out there. And, you know, anytime a camp is offered, uh, a camp is offered for a, a kid that maybe get experience with it for the first time, that sport, or just to get better. Uh, I mean, we're all for that. Um, so, I mean, I think it's good. But, I, again, Nate, I don't know what Rapid City had offered for kids for camps and the such uh, in the past. Well, the thing is, is I've looked at it, and I've been here a while, and there's there's various camps, right? So this coach will do a basketball one. This one will do a volleyball one. This one will do a baseball. Post-22 does academy. I mean, they have their own academy. So, there's stuff there. This is just kind of new, and, and so it'll be interesting. I said, it's an opportunity. I'd take a look at it, and, and I think for kids to get better, it's up to you, and, and it's an option. How much is It Sanford- will be interesting to see what the numbers are, how many okay. kids and yeah. how many get involved with that uh, this summer. How would you say this sports training, sports-specific from Sanford Sports, has that made a big impact on the Sioux Falls sports development? I think so. I really do. It, 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 it's been going on for a long time. Um, I remember uh, my, my oldest daughter, who, who's now, you know, she's got four kids of her own and married 10 years already. I remember when she was right before high school, they, they had performance things that uh, were offered and available, and it, it did make her better. Uh, reaction time, things like that, uh, wasn't necessarily weight training. It was, it was soccer stuff. Um, and it did make her a better player. And in a lot of these camps, if it's all if you're there to work better on your technique and all that kind of good stuff, I think I think that's good for the players. Craig Maddock on tonight from Sioux Falls SDPB Sports. So I just had Dan Swartos on, executive director of the Activities Association, and I asked him, okay, state track is in Sioux Falls again this weekend. All three classes at one facility. There's been a lot of buzz about, okay, Howard Wood might be the place that state track will be every year because of this format. And so I said, 
is Rapid City the place for state wrestling? He thought there's good feedback on that, and he mm -hmm. thought that might be the case. Do you think this is uh, pretty much going to happen, wrestling here been, and track there? I've been hearing it uh, for about uh, eight months now um, that uh, that discussion has was pretty pretty hot and heavy back at state wrestling uh, last year. Um, there was a lot of talk with that, and I, I really think that when you take a look at what the event is like when it comes to state track, it, it's just a landlocked problem for, for Rapid City. I mean, take nothing away. The people that volunteer and, and host it do a, a fine job, but when it comes to the, the location, the, the, the space, and the way that everything is set up, Sioux Falls definitely is, is a much better fit for it. Okay, I've got a little news for you, Craig Maddock. Um, I know you're ready for this. Dan Sortos told me the Activities Association would be in favor of sanctioning baseball. Dan says, uh, we, we like baseball. We would want to do baseball. I like baseball. we got to see if the schools want to do baseball. That's the key right there. That, that's the key, Nate. You and I have talked about that before. I've told you that if the schools are for it, and willing to to pay for it, then then it, it might happen. Uh, but I don't know if there's going to be enough schools that will say, "All right, we mm. we're we're at it. We've just added softball." Uh, not that many schools really were involved with the gymnastics thing, where they're looking. All right, well, they're certainly not going to replace baseball, uh, replace gymnastics with baseball. That, that's not the point. Uh, if schools are willing to go ahead and pay for it. You know, I'm for it. I'm okay, but I just don't know if the numbers are going to be there. Craig Maddock tonight from SDPB Sports. Here's a new development in Rapid City, and I said, I don't know. You won't see the impact of this for a while, but I think there is. I think it's a smart play. The Rapid City Public Schools, for the first time in a long time, going to bring back 7th grade football. We've only had 8th grade out here, Craig. We've had eighth grade tackle football in the middle schools. That's it. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to go. Well, I'm, sure, I'm, not, I'm sure it's been a, it's been a, it's necessarily not been a numbers game. It's been a financial. Yeah, deal. I think so. Um, and I, I and I mean, let's face it. The schools are scrapped with with money, and by adding programs, that's good. Um, it, it only will be good for Rapid City if they add at seventh grade. Okay, I'm with you on. I, I said. I, it's not going to end all, you know, you'd be the cure for everything here. But playing seventh and eighth grade football, to me, building that base, that has to help the high schools, doesn't it? That's exactly right. You use the right word. It's your base. It's your technique. It's your learning the game and trying to get better. It's not winning championships at seventh grade. That's for darn sure. But but getting the kids involved, whether it's the boys or girls, if we got girls involved with, with, uh, with football, um, whatever techniques that they are learning at that age, it's only bound to get better um, at seventh grade. And it certainly worked well in Sioux Falls and some other towns around the state. Last one for Craig Maddock, a Sioux Falls question. I had Matt Zimmer on. We know Matt. Um, he's at Sioux Falls Live now. I said, are we going to see Augustana? Are they going to be able to get into the Summit League? Not right now, but are they going to get there down the road? Here's the deal. Um, if if they plan on keeping, what, what do they have, 17 sports now? I mean, they've got a, a, a number of sports for both men and women at Augustana. 
if you're going to move to that Division One leap, uh, it's going to cost you a lot more money, salaries. It's going to cost a lot more of a travel. And they're already trying to get hockey going. Something has to give. I mean, let's face it. Uh, Rapid City Central students' the body is bigger than Augustana. Um, it, it is a very small university. Unless it would be, I would be surprised that if they eventually get into the summit, they're not going to be able to keep all the sports they currently have. Is D1 hockey going to work there? It's a big investment. The arena's behind schedule. Is D1 hockey going to be worth the investment? That is a great question. I have doubts, mainly because the the hockey program that they would want to get in are going up against teams that have already been to the Frozen Four: St. Cloud, Mankato, Duluth. Yeah, uh, and you're telling conference. me you're telling me that some of those kids uh, are going to choose Augustana instead of Duluth and St. Cloud or Mankato? Uh, it's going to take a while to build that. Uh, it, I, I wish them all the best. We want a winner. Sioux Falls wants a winner. Well, and, you know, the Sioux Falls Stampede uh, averaged uh, more than 6,000 fans per game, uh, which led the, the whole league in attendance. And I think Augustana is seeing that, hey, if the Stampede can get 6,000 a game, uh, what can we do here in Sioux Falls? They build a, what, 3,500-seat stadium. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and, and it'll be interesting where that goes as far as the success. It's not going to be easy jumping to D1. We know that, and you're jumping right. in with the heavyweights um, in the hockey world. Craig Maddock tonight, Sioux Falls, SDPB Sports, and your podcast is in play. Is it out? Yes, came out today. Tony Schwan, one of the best sprinters uh, uh, that we saw in boys track. Uh, he is uh, my guest. Uh, you can go to SDPB Sports on Twitter or Facebook. There's Apple. There's uh, what Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Great conversation with Tony. And he hasn't given up his running shoes, even though he hasn't been in high school for, what, 10 years now? Um, interesting what he is doing now with running. And uh, it's not sprinting anymore like he used to. Good conversation with Tony. From Aberdeen Central, uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. Leading up to uh, the state track meet here in plays the podcast. Craig, good to have you as always. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. All right. We'll see you. Craig Maddock, SDPB Sports, Sioux Falls, on Twitter at Craig Maddock. East River meets West River on a Wednesday. That was pretty uh, cordial. That was pretty cordial. Eh, I feel nice today. Ah, me and Craig, we're, we're fine. We're fine. How about Lincoln Keenholz? All-state quarterback at Pier, four-star recruit, Ohio State signed. Lincoln Keenholz live next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Hi, this is Britt Wicket at Elevate Performance. Is the athlete in your family ready to take their game to the next level? It's time to sign up for our summer sports performance training being held at Black Hills CrossFit. These sessions will make your athlete stronger, faster, and more explosive. If you have a middle school or high school athlete that wants sports training with proven results, join us this summer at Black Hills CrossFit. The difference at Elevate Performance is we have a personal focus on every athlete. It's time to elevate your game this summer. Sign up for our sports performance training at elevateperformancesd.com. 
huge savings on your auto and light truck tires now at Pops Tire Service. Get up to a $130 instant rebate on a set of four Michelin tires. Up to a $120 rebate on Bridgestone. Up to a $110 rebate on Firestone. Or up to a $150 rebate on Goodyear. Plus a $40 instant rebate on the installation of your Goodyear tires. That's up to $190 in Goodyear savings. Hurry, offers in May 31st. See store for details or visit us at PopsTire.com. Pops, we know tires and service. You should know Pops. Being in a different profession for 38 years, um, it was rather scary to go into a business of my own. When I decided to be able to go into this business, I worked with Joni, who helped me get set up with banking for my business, and just helping me figure out what I need to do to navigate being self-employed. Banking with Pioneer Bank makes me feel like that small town that I grew up in. They're just like family. They're there to help take care of you and to help you be successful. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live weekdays 4 to 6 on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show here, 106.7 FM, 11.50 AM. On the radio side, bring us up on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. You can watch us live, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter, and our YouTube channel. Subscribe. You've got us, The Nate Brown Show. A lot of ways you can get the show. Hey, how about Lincoln Keenholz tonight? We've watched his career. Man, I've seen a lot of highlights. Watch him at all these state championship games, too, live. Here winning multiple state titles. Now he's getting set to go to Ohio State. Great quarterback holding the records in South Dakota. Lincoln Keenholz on Fox Sports Rapid City for the first time tonight. Lincoln, I appreciate you coming on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for your time. I know it's busy and wrapping up school and the whole thing. So... I want to I want to go back here and and say okay you started playing really well at Pier, you started getting some college looks I'm sure early. Um, when did you kind of realize? Well, this might be difficult here. I got I, I got a lot of pretty big players in the room. When did this start getting pretty big on the recruiting landscape? Um, it kind of started when Washington came out to Pierre and, and Coach Grubb saw me throw um, in person, and then he offered me right there. And then, I mean, it just, right after I posted that uh, that offer out there on Twitter, that's when I started getting looks from, like, all the Big Ten schools, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, you know, and all them. And, I mean, I think just after that first offer from Washington, it just kind of blew up from there. Who did you lean on during that process? people calling, people sending you DMs. Um, how did you navigate this? Um, I I talked to my head coach a lot, uh, my high school head coach. Um, my mom was a big one. And then, I mean, it was just kind of a 
first-time process for a lot of people because, I mean, just not a lot of it happens in Pierce, South Dakota. So, um, I mean, it was, a lot, it was just a lot of stressful phone calls um, sometimes because you, you had to make time for a lot of people. But, I mean, I'm so grateful for the opportunity because, I mean, there's not a lot of kids that are going to get that opportunity to talk to so many colleges and, I mean, just kind of build those uh, relationships. So you enjoyed it. Uh, a little bit and a little bit not. So, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Was it stressful? Yes, yeah, very stressful. Yeah, I yep. believe that. It just uh, kind of took out time of your day. Um, I mean, you had to always find time for phone calls, and I mean, I was getting talked to by probably 15 plus colleges at one time. So, there's probably at least at least every single day of the week I had a phone call. So, I want to ask you about probably a difficult decision. Um, you, you committed there to Washington. You got that offer. We know the background with DeBoer and, you know, what he's building. And you say, okay, I'm going to go there. And then you had an Ohio State opportunity. Was that uh, was that a tough deal in one way? Okay, uh, Ohio State's calling. How did you make that decision? Um, I mean, there's just a lot of talking with my coach, my mom, um, and then just a lot of people. Um, I mean, just talking with also um, with Corey Dennis. Um, I mean, just like the opportunities that I had at Ohio State as well, as well as Washington. And just, I mean, I just had to do a lot of comparing and a lot of contrasting. Um, and then, honestly, I just had to make that checklist and just and just um, just put what I liked about each school. And I mean, just just some of the disadvantages that. That each school brought to so I mean and then just at the end of the day I had some more had some more conversations with, with my family and my coaches and all that and I just I, I made the decision so Lincoln Keenholz on tonight the Pierre All-State quarterback record holder state champion gonna go to Ohio State he's here on the Nate Brown show give us some of the checklist highlights if you would a couple of the big highlights why why Ohio State's the place um I mean I went for the team up north game, and I mean just to build up the rivalry, um, and then just the people there, the coaches, players. I mean, it's just it's just a big thing there, and I mean I just want to be part of a big a big rivalry like that. And I mean the coaches are are super strict to winning and winning only, and that's just exactly what I wanted. So I want to ask you about playing in that high school all star game. You got an opportunity to do that. You threw it around a little bit, made some highlight plays. What was that like? It was fun. It was crazy. Actually, I had no idea that it was even a thing until I got texted one day. Um, and then I, I, I texted my my high school head coach, and I I let him know about it and everything. And he's like, "Dude, you you have to do that because <laughs> it it's I mean it's it's just like a huge showcase thing where." A lot of people can can see you play and stuff like that. So, I mean, I headed out there like a Sunday, and practices and all that started Monday. And I mean, it was just a big change because it, it's. I mean, the game is a lot quicker. Um, I mean, just playing with some of the best high high school athletes across the country. But I mean, it it, it took a couple of days, and I mean, the game kind of slowed down a little bit. And I mean, I just kind of. Went out there and played Saturday. Yeah, so. you settled in. You did a nice job. That was that was fun. Lincoln Keenholz on. A couple more questions. I'll let him run. Uh, let's talk about this situation now. You're a multi-sport athlete. So you, I watched you play in basketball out here. You guys played out here. You did a nice job. And you play hoops. You played baseball. 
You played football. You, you did track uh, for a long time. I know you're not doing that now, but how did you decide, I'm going to do all these sports? Now, yeah, I'm kind of a football player, I guess, but I'm still going to do all this stuff. Um, I mean, it just came from a young age. I played I played all the sports I could because I just loved playing sports, and I mean, it just kind of carried it just kind of carried with me uh, throughout my high school career, and I just kept doing it. And I mean, I had a lot of support from my my friends and family to keep doing it. Um, because I mean, there's there's some things in baseball and basketball that help you in football, and um, and vice versa. So I mean, it's just a good it's just a good thing for for athletes to do is just play multiple sports and I mean just try to be the best you can to each sport because it could lead you in in many directions do you think you'd be a better quarterback if you just did football or you're a better quarterback because you did the sports um I'd say probably sports because I I mean I've never had a quarterback trainer I've never had a specific quarterback coach or anything like that and I mean it's brought me this far so uh uh, just this far, so I mean, I think it's huge for it's huge for athletes to just do multiple sports, sports because would you be burned like out, said, Lincoln? Just, Could you be burned out if you did football only? Um, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know because it just kind of depends. But, I mean, in pier uh, for the winter time, there's not really a lot of things you can do for football. Um, so I mean, just playing basketball just keeps you busy, keeps you in shape like that, and. I mean, just those quick moves and stuff like that also helps you with football too. So, okay, man. So you're wrapping up your school year. Give us a give us a sense for a day in the life of Lincoln Keenholz here. You're you got to go to Ohio State, so you got to get ready. This is going to come quickly. But you're graduating. Yep. You're, you're trying to. You've been playing baseball. What are you doing yep. wrapping up your uh, high school career? Yeah. So we actually gra- I graduated last Sunday. Um. So I'm 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 officially done with high school. So <laughs> right now I'm just. I'm starting to pack and get ready to go. I'm actually headed out to Mexico this Sunday for a little trip before I have to head out to uh, to Columbus. So I'm starting to pack and starting to get all my stuff ready because um, I head out there in like nine days. So Okay, so you're going to get out there early, get in the summer workouts. Uh, they're going to yep. get you ready to go. Yep, for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you with this. You have to see yourself as, hey, I can play at Ohio State. Um, what do you have to do to get there? Um, I mean, just keep working hard. Uh, keep doing what I've been doing. Um, I mean, just just keep asking questions because I think that's a big thing is, I mean, just for learning, you just got to keep asking questions so you understand things. And, I mean, just keep keep competing hard. I appreciate you coming on, man. It's good to talk to you. Great career. Really fun kid to watch. We always root for South Dakota kids. We'll keep an eye on this, Lincoln. Best of luck to you. All right, sounds good. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on. Lincoln Keenholz tonight, Pierre All-State quarterback, and now going to Ohio State. We'll keep an eye on that career. There's no doubt about that. He's going to Ohio State, leaving for Columbus. You heard it, nine days. Nine days. So you, you hit that hard. I mean, people don't know the Division One piece, whether it's Ohio State, whoever it is, this is the job now. This is the job now. There, there's not much else that's going to be going on. Lincoln Kane Colts, uh, Pierre All-State champion and state uh, record holder here in South Dakota. Best of luck to him. We'll keep an eye on it. Going to Ohio State. Appreciate him coming on. All right. Who's hot and who's not on the Nate Brown Show? We wrap it up right now. Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Okay. PizzaRanch.com. Carry out delivery. Remember, two locations. The Pizza Ranch. 
the best buffet in town. You know that. The buffet your way. Who's hot and who's not? I've got it for you. In my who's hot, this is interesting. Baseball is saying the pitch clock's going to work, right? Well, we're a quarter way in the season, so there's a pretty good sample size. Through this week, Major League Baseball's new pitch clock rule has given baseball the fastest pace since 1984. Some people are still not liking it. There's this rule and that rule. Average game time for Major League Baseball, two hours and 37 minutes. Uh, That's the fastest pace since 1984. Last season, three hours and five minutes. We're talking about cutting off a half hour. A half hour. I'll take it. I think it's working. I know people are getting fired up a little bit. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, I guess I'm going to go with this. Um, There's one Big Ten president who's not that happy with USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. This just came out from the Daily Northwestern. This is the president, Michael Schill. He said at a meeting with Northwestern faculty this week, he made it very clear. Here's the quote. Not really thrilled with the additions. Not really thrilled with the additions. <laughs> that's, that's Northwestern. I, this college realignment stuff's just off the charts. Who's happy? Who's not? Who's... That's USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten. And Northwestern's president this week telling his faculty, not really thrilled with the additions. Nothing to add yet. What, you know, Northwestern, careful, guys. I mean, USC and UCLA are going to step in there. They're probably not too thrilled with you either. I, I know Northwestern's an academic institution. It's great. It's high end. We'll see what happens uh, on the football field. Hey, thanks for listening to the Nate Brown Show. Always appreciate it. We're back tomorrow at 4, and it's a Thursday happy hour with Rob Kegron and the drive at 5. You know that. Have a great night. The Nate Brown Show podcast going up right now. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 4.